Mana 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 this is social discasting welcome to social discasting a podcast where my guests and i discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves i am brandon aka brandon hope you're well my guest is a comedian a writer and a podcaster who co-hosts the very funny show what a time to be alive and he did not in fact write the lyric she listens to like spring and she talks like june please welcome patrick monahan welcome hey what's going on thank you for clarifying that that is something that uh I do, I do not seem to be able to get across uh, <laughs> on any of the social media platforms um, because, yeah, it's a, it's a real <laughs> – I get, like, sad DMs, you know, from people asking, like, you know, well, you, well not anymore because nobody's touring. But, like, uh, you know, I want to propose to my girlfriend. I'm trying to win my ex-wife back or whatever, you know, asking me to sing – you know, when I look to the sky at the show at a, in, you know, a purchase tonight or something. And it's like, okay, you know, uh, I try to respond and be like, look, I think you're looking for, you know, and I tried whatever his handle normally is the guy from, this is the guy from train to be clear. Yeah. I, I didn't even really preface that at all. That's uh, fair. Yeah. I was uh, curious, like, I know that it is a, you have to clarify because he's the, uh, the most, you know, leading your train written a lot of major ballads and rock anthems or whatever. And that's the, he's the internet's, the Patrick Monahan, but I was wondering like what that was like because I know yeah it's a point of clarification for you because you need to point that out because you are not him you are this iteration. What is it like having that? Is it a point of frustration or it's just like this is my life now? No, no, I, I don't really, I don't really care. I think it's been good in a way. I mean, it's not like if I ever did anything bad, it would probably be buried. You know, my name would be buried <laughs> under a bunch of stuff about train. And also, there's another comedian named Patrick Monahan. Uh, who is an Irish guy who's, I think he's half Iranian. He's, he's the Irish Iranian. And, uh, you know, he's been on t- like host TV stuff and over there. So he's, um, I would say more famous than I am as well. So even when you say Patrick Monaghan comedian, you might get him and not me, which is, you know, I guess bad from a discoverability thing. If I were trying to, you know, sort of make a living, uh, as a, you know, touring comedian or something like that. And actually one of the few comedy festivals I, I was able to uh, get a spot at, you know, a, year, a couple of years ago, they had like a section in the paper about, you know, comics from New York. Cause it was in, uh, it was in uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, kind of uh, by Lehigh. They have mm-hmm. a big uh, music festival and kind of general thing every year. And they had like a comedy. So one of my buddies is from there and he turned a bunch of us on to, you know, applying from New York to go up to this thing. It's like a few hour drive, whatever. Anyway. So uh, uh, they had a thing in the paper and they use this other guy's picture and not my picture. Um, and Perfect. Uh, I don't care because I don't really like how I look. So that's fine with me. But uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I definitely have it still saved somewhere. And it's like, well, this is, you know, my big break. Here it is. Here's my, how my career is going. But, you know, uh, <laughs> it's fine. The people who know, you know, know who we know that they're not talk- looking at the right person. And, you know, I will gently correct people about uh, the other ones. I don't get as many of, uh, of the comedian, you know, like, but I do get the occasional, like, you know, some unintelligible British slang, you know, so, somebody from Manchester or something talking about how funny he was at some event or whatever. <laughs> and I'll just kind of be like, that wasn't me. Uh, I think, you're, you know, whatever. But the, uh, yeah, the train ones are tough because usually it's somebody who wants or ex- is expressing their, you know, appreciation in a very heartfelt way. And I don't want to make them think that, yeah. you know, that guy blew them off or whatever, because that's not fair. He's by all accounts, I believe he's a cool guy. He's uh, weirdly one of my friends from comedy here uh, became friendly with him through some roundabout way and i think he performed on the train train like a cruise or something i th- i think i'm remembering that correctly so uh shout out to anthony devito who is a uh, friends with the guy from train who has the same name as me so 
Nice. It, yeah. yeah it's, to your point, like, does it? Um, do their DMs and messages that they flare up when they tour? I suppose. I guess I don't. I never really. I don't really keep track of them enough to know. Yeah. Um. You know. Obviously, I get a, a bunch of either half joke. I get like a. I don't know what the split is. It's probably eighty percent joking, twenty percent not joking. Whenever he sings the national anthem at some kind of national sports event, so if it's like an NBA playoff game or something, yeah. I will get tagged in. You know, oh, great job, uh, you know that kind of thing. Um. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess it must be. I mean, obviously, yeah. If it's anything to do with a tour request, for sure. But otherwise. Yeah, I don't know. I got a, I got an email request, and this is weird because it's through my website. So, like, yeah, I have one of those things where you can fill in the form and you can email me, you know? Yeah. Like a, um, and because I don't have my email listed on my website, but I have it listed on, on social stuff, I think. So somebody had to go to, like, Google the name, find my website, like, go into the email section. Like, my picture is at the start of my website, and it's not the guy from, you know what I mean? I guess people don't yeah. necessarily know what he looks like, but, like, you would think the guy probably doesn't have his own website if he's the lead singer of, you know, like that's not his primary, like, and also like he's a famous touring musician as part of a, like, you know, platinum selling band. I would imagine he probably doesn't have like a web form where you book him. You probably have to talk to his representatives in some capacity, (laughs) but anyway, I got invited to do some wine festival in Pennsylvania, which I guess is where he's from. Like, you know, somewhere, some County out there. And part of me wanted to go and just play it straight and play dumb and say, oh, thanks for having me, you know? And then just like, I guess I would try to sing Meet Virginia or something and see how that went over. <laughs> so just you as him, they think it's a professional gang and you're just treating it like karaoke at that point. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like, hey, I don't know what you guys, uh, what you guys want me to do here. You want me to sing something? Or it's like, okay, well, we've been had. Uh, it's like, well, <laughs> no, that's not true because I didn't know for sure that you were, because they didn't ask me, to, they didn't say we want you to come sing. They said they want you to come, you want me to come be a guest at something. So you could play it dumb enough, you know, that, uh, you know, well, I just thought you liked my comedy on the internet and you wanted me to do a wine festival. I also uh, like to your point of like having the wherewithal to go through these different layers and levels of, oh, you're such a fan and you're working hard to get in contact with Patrick Monaghan, you think of Train and all these levels that should tick a box in your head saying, oh, this isn't him, but they still get to that point. Yeah, I mean, like, I think on both of my things, yeah, both like on Twitter and Instagram, both my bios say, I cannot stress enough that I am not the Train guy. And, <laughs> you know, that's just, you would think that would be enough, you know? I mean, I guess maybe they think I'm joking or something. I don't know. That's that patented Train humor. Yeah, right. Uh, I do, I do have that uh, cartoony kind of avatar, I guess. So maybe that's part of it is that they, uh, they they don't look twice and and notice that I, you know, do not look like the guy who does not have a beard, for instance. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just like the, the random flare ups like that of that. And it's like, you're doing everything you you have only so much control over these things by putting it out there specifically. I am not this thing. And then, and then here it comes. I guess in that regard, I can only imagine how much you would actually get if you didn't have some semblance of safeguards in place to kind of, you know, mitigate that on some level. Yeah, I suppose. I think people just don't read things. You know, I, I don't I don't know if it would really change much. I guess there probably are some theoretical people that were like, oh, that's almost embarrassed myself there, you know. But, you know, the people that are just reaching out that are in some kind of need, you know, maybe they just figure what the hell. You know, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. that's interesting. Well, you know. First question, or the only constant one on here anyway, easy to easy to ask, not necessarily easy to answer, but uh, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay, you know. Um, we're, we're, we're coming up on Christmas, which um, it's already been a couple holidays now that, I mean, I've heard, you know, I'm 
I'm I'm I'm in my late 30s or mid I'll say mid 30s. I think 37 is still mid, but it might be technically late. Um, but I'm the same. I'm 37, so I'm in the middle of the late. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I think exactly. it's early late. I think if if we're late, I think we're early late because it's okay. Fair enough. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, so we're early late. So yeah, but but um, you know, every year, you know, I was with my parents and my, and my sister once she was born. You know, for for Easter, for Thanksgiving, for Christmas. And, uh, you know, so far it's been Easter and Thanksgiving. We're in no dice. I remember as crazy as it sounds, you know, my sister and I were like not 100% clear on whether we were going to be canceling our flights to go. They, they live down in Florida to go down there to, to visit for Easter because like when the pandemic started, it was like, you know, March 13th was end of the first date when it was like, oh, shit, you know, things yeah. are really uh, okay. I don't want to I don't want to swear on here. Is that is that a problem? Oh, no, swear okay. as much as you want. OK, not that I'm like particularly sweary. I just yeah. Um, but. <laughs> You know, we're like, well, let's just wait and see if maybe this will all sort itself out. And, you know, which is just hilarious to think about in retrospect. I say, um, it was on the table, though, at that time. It truly was that feeling of like, to your point, like it seems silly now, but yeah. like this could end any second. Yeah. I mean, I, I was supposed to have a call. My college reunion was supposed to be this year in May. And, you know, that wasn't officially. They, I mean, the, the hotel canceled pretty early. The hotel canceled, I think, before the uh, school did. But, you know, it was, uh, I mean, I was sad to miss it. And I was that was something I was holding out hope would happen, you know, regardless but it was just kind of like well maybe you know by may we'll kind of have you know stamped it out and we can kind of be careful yeah but uh you know obviously as somebody you know and i take the whole thing really seriously so it wasn't like i was advocating going out and going down or anything it's just like maybe it'll be done you know that's more the was the wishful thinking but anyway so yeah I, you know easter was not that i mean you know i mean even though it's the biggest deal if you're a christian i guess <laughs> bigger than christmas you know in terms of the family gathering it wasn't really as big a deal um, obviously my, my birthday was over the summer and, and, and the same thing, didn't get to see him for that, but Thanksgiving, Christmas in particular, I feel like it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be weird, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of sad about it. I think I've been able to kind of shove it in a drawer, you know, and not really think too much about it, but you know, it's a drag and it's, you know, that's the hardest thing going on. You know, I mean, I have, a, I'm very lucky. I'm able to work from home and I don't have to expose myself outside to anything unnecessarily, you know, or necessarily rather. And I, and I don't do it unnecessarily, but it's, um, you know, that's tough. And I know people are going through, going through worse. And a lot of people are going through the same thing, but you know, they're in Florida. There's no real easy way to get down there safely. And it's not, you know, I'm not, I mean, I, you know, I'm worried about myself, you know, or my girlfriend getting it, but I'm more, mostly worried about carrying it down there to them. You know, I don't want to get yeah, on a plane and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, we're going to do a zoom, which, you know, I can tell my parents don't really, I mean, you know, it's nice to see each other, but the, they don't get anything out of it the way they would obviously in person. And neither do I, but, uh, you know, we'll do that and we'll, and we'll, we'll talk and, and we, you I mean, we do talk, but it's a, uh, it's a weird time, but you know, we're, 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 we're doing okay. You know, I think that's, that's the, I think that's the, and, and it's one of those things where it's a question now, how are you? You know, you said before, you know, it's loaded, but it's one of those weird things where it's just like, unless you have something to report, that's like a crazy piece of news you know, or, or like, or God forbid you get sick, you know, and you have COVID or something like everyone knows how everyone is, you know, for the most part, like it, you know, if they work in, you know, if they can, they're stuck at home, you know, work from home, they're stuck at home all the time. If not, they're doing a dangerous commute or dangerous work and, uh, you know, everything kind of stinks. So yeah. that's, that's the, the answer is, you know, weird when you check in with people, you know, we have calls at my job every so often, and it's like, how's everyone doing? It's like, you know how we're doing. Like, you know, we don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. You know. Again, yeah, it's very easy to ask, difficult to answer, and it's like, I know for me, it's just like, I, I'm just trying to be okay. That's the thing. I don't want to be great, and I definitely don't want to be awful. If I can just be in that okay center, whatever that even means, and it feels like it fluctuates. Really, it can fluctuate depending on the day or time of day, and it's just like, if I can just be 
in that that boring middle, just give me that. And to your point, though, about not wanting to get sick, obviously, but also just not wanting to, to get someone sick, that's what I. That's exactly how I feel. I am frightened to get sick, no question, but I'm even more frightened to get someone sick. The idea yeah. of that, I would not be able to, I truly wouldn't be able to live with myself if that was the case. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's, you know, just from, and that's how you know you're an ethical person, I guess, uh, is that, you know, that's the, as big a, if not a bigger concern than just self-preservation is just, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously you don't want to get sick. Nobody wants to get sick, wants to, you know, no matter how minor or, or not it is. But yeah, the idea that you would inadvertently be kind of, you know, going around and, and have a cloud of disease around you, like pig pen from, you know, peanuts or something, you <laughs> yeah. know, is not, uh, is not what you want. And that's, you know, and that's built into all these kind of conversations that, you know, that I still find difficult when people want to do stuff. Not that I have a lot of friends or anything that are crazy, you know, but it's like, you know, you have to kind of say like, well, I don't know if that's really a good idea because we don't really know, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and you feel like you're accusing, you know, somebody of being uh, disease ridden or something, you know, yeah. it's like, well, no, like we're, you know, we've been good, you know, or, 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 or accusing them of not being responsible or, you know, that kind of, you know, like, well, we've been good, you know, we do all, you know, we do all the stuff, you know, and you're saying, well, I still just don't know if I can, uh, you know, but I think. Most people kind of get it, and I, I haven't come. I haven't proposed anything that's been shot down, so I don't know for sure how I'd react. I guess, but I, I don't think I'd be offended. You know, if, like if you're not up for it, I think you're not up for it, right? I mean, that's kind of how I look at it right now. I've talked yeah. to a few people, like talked about like theoretical plans, yeah, of just well, we could do this. You know, it's like you're game planning all the possibilities of what what could we eliminate that would prevent it from being a reasonable thing. And it was that thing where it's like we always found. Just something that wouldn't, that just made it unreasonable. So we just haven't done it as much as we want to. But you have this conversation, you think about it. It's just like, it's just not worth it in the end. As much as it sucks and I want to see everybody, I just don't want to take the chance both to get sick, but also to, for all I know, I am sick, you know, and asymptomatic and, and get somebody sick. I, again, I just couldn't, I can't do that. And yeah. I guess it's just, that's the thing is just trying to, to your point, like it's not personal. <laughs> I'm not against anybody. This isn't to not do a thing that other people might be doing. Friends of mine who are taking reasonable action to prevent bad things from happening. It's not any sort of indictment on them. It's just that I will wait today so I can do that down the road because I just don't want to chance it. Yeah, I mean, we we ate out a couple times outside in like the summer and the early fall, but nothing since it kind of started getting hairy again, obviously. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where if you want to go get tested— you're kind of exposing yourself to, not that it's, well, it's a question whether it's necessary or not, I guess, but, you know, like, like you could get, you could catch it waiting in line at City MD, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is like, you know, so, you know, that's, that's a, for those who, that's a clinic in New York that has, that's where most people go to get tested, I think, because the city doesn't have the best, uh, there's huge lines everywhere. But if you, and I would be, I would feel pretty stupid, you know, not that I would necessarily 100% know that's where it came from, but like if I went, to go get a test on a lark, you know, and then came back and I was like, well, it's positive, you know, but I wouldn't even know from that test, you know, I would just get it later. There's no foolproof way of, of getting tested, finding out if you are, because there are just, there are plenty of false positives in it. To be fair, it stands a reason because this is all so new. We're all, everything's being so figured out, relatively speaking, or maybe quite literally like on the fly. I just know that I, I'm trying to control what I can control. And that is me not being around people and not exposing somebody potentially or being exposed to to it potentially you know regardless of of intention or not it's just it's not worth it and i would rather not do the things i all the things i want to do right now in order to hopefully do them sooner down the line yeah that's 
you know, asking for that kind of self-control is, is, um, is tough with, with when you come, when you talk about the masses, you know, or whatever you want to call, you know, just people in the aggregate are very different than talking to a person. And, you know, people are, I don't blame people for being fed up. And and the fact that there was conflicting advice and stuff early on, you know, the credibility is not, um, not a hundred percent, you know? So, so it's, it's a, it's a mess, you know, it's not a, and then you factor in what news sources people read or whatever. God, it's, you know, whatever. It's been a real, it's been an interesting interesting year for, um, sort of the realization that everyone's just kind of making stuff up as they go along to an extent, you know, even like the so-called, you know, adults or whatever you want to call people, you know, like if there even are such things, um, which has been, it's clarifying, but it's also horrifying, I guess. Those are kind of the, it's two sides of the same coin. It's uh, it definitely feels like, um, I don't know. A part of me was like, has it just been like this? And there's just been like some shroud lifted from my eyes and I just see it now. Or is it just that, you know, it feels like a lot of things are coming to a head and it's just a real fucking shit show. Yeah. I think, I think it has been this way. And I think that there, at least that's the way I feel. I mean, and I think that there are people who have seen the world this way, you know, and just kind of realize they can kind of operate within the margins and kind of, you know, well, whatever, that's not real. You know, who cares? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And as someone who was, you know, all my, you know, I never got in trouble at school. I never got in trouble with my parents. You know, I was always a, a very, you know, rule follower, do the right, do the right, you know, do whatever you're supposed to do type person. Same here. I, I look back and I'm like, am I, I even operating at a weird disadvantage on some level because I'm not really willing to like push boundaries on things that might have not, you know, gotten any push back. But that's okay. I'm okay with where I've ended up, obviously. But it's just, uh, it's weird yeah. to think about, you know, that like the idea of like a, you know, kind of a somebody who plays it fast and loose. You know, uh, well, it turns out there often aren't really consequences for that kind of thing. Um, it's like, I feel like, yeah, I've been, I'm like, ooh, I should have been questioning things sooner. But, uh, you know, because it was just like, to your point, like for me, it was, oh, these are the rules. Okay, I'll do those rules. As opposed to just maybe sometimes like, but should I be doing the, these rules? Should I be, is that, what about these rules? And it's just kind of like seeped into my brain. But to your point, though, it's like, it is what it is. I'm here now. And uh, there's a lot of fucked up shit. And... Let's uh, unfuck it? Question mark. I don't know. That's. Let's, I think that's about the best we can do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Great. 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 You know, we're dig- We're gonna be digging out for a while, and uh, you know, once that process can start in earnest, that'll be great. There'll be a lot of uh, partying or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, for now, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough few months. Until then, stay inside. <laughs> do your podcast. Yeah. Right. And it'll be okay. Yeah. Thank God the the essential business of podcasting can continue <laughs> without interruption. Uh, thank God podcasting can finally thrive. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to ask you a question. You did this couple of episodes of this web series recast for the Paramount ne- Network. Yeah. Which really cool. I really enjoy it because I know for me, I, I have a weird love of, you know, the announcer role or the announcer remake and I'm like casting them mm-hmm. in my head. I always do that. Is that something you find yourself doing at all? Yeah, I mean that was a that was a fun exercise that I was I was me and Allison Leiby, who is a, as a comedian and also has a, a very funny podcast called Ruin that's about horror movies. And uh, yeah, we we got kind of pitched through, through some uh, you know friends that worked at the time for Paramount, which I think is they've sort of cleaned house because they're changing all their stuff at Viacom and whatever. But this is this yeah. was fil- you know a lot of this stuff was filmed. I don't remember if that one that was where I think maybe right at the beginning of the year or maybe even at the end of 2019. I can't remember exactly when that was filmed, but anyway, it came out kind of right at the beginning of the you know shutdown, like in April or or, or March. But um, yeah, I mean, it, the thing I would say I I do less actual recasting in my head automatically, but if I do happen to find information on like who passed on roles before they were cast, um, oh yeah, I, yeah. I find that to be fascinating, like the whole 
you know, they wanted Will Smith to be in the Matrix. They wanted uh, Mel Gibson to do Gladiator. Those are the two that pop off the top of my head right away. And you think about how different those things would have been. I would say in both cases, probably for the worse. Obviously, Mel Gibson has, has a whole different level of baggage. But uh, in terms of what the movie would have been like, you know, to watch in the in the late 90s or 2000 or whatever it came out, you know, it would have definitely, he's not as, um he's a different, you know, different kind of because he, he turned it down to do the patriot which is its own kind of like <laughs> guy crying getting mad and crying about his dead family you know kind of, kind of weirdly has similar vibes you know what i think about for some reason and this is one that that i wish was recast for many other reasons the role of lester burnham in uh, american beauty was originally off first offered to chevy chase and i just want to see him do that role that to me would be interesting as is much that, as I t- i'm guessing that's spacey lester yeah burnham? okay yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a weird one. Wow. <laughs> There's somebody like alternative, yeah, like that alternative cinematic history to your point of like, if such and such person took on this role, because it's like some of them, I'm just like, oh, that could be interesting. But for certain iconic roles, you know, like Tom Selleck was originally going to play Indiana Jones, but instead it went to Harrison Ford. That ended up okay. I think we're good on that. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. A lot, a lot of them are not like this would have been way better. I don't think it's, you know, it's funny, like the... Another another good one is um, Sean Connery was going to be in Lord of the Rings. He's going to be Gandalf, yeah. but he like couldn't understand the script. He was like, you know, <laughs> like an old guy who's like, "What is this crap?" or something. You know, basically. Although, you know, I imagine he was aware of who Tolkien was, but um, yeah, like that would have been. I think that would have been different, but good. I think that would have been interesting. You know, also, you know, a different kind of good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to imagine anyone other than you, McCallum, playing Gandalf. But like, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think um, yeah. So that that's more fun to me, the alternate universe stuff, because. You already have the finished. Pro- I mean, it's basically it's two sides of the same coin, I guess. Ultimately, but yeah, I, mean, I like we did one of the ones we did on on the recast was Jaws, and we both had. I think we yeah. well, we, we had um. Let's see, I had I. You had one of my favorite actors, which is who is Shea Wiggum. Yeah, right. He was he was Brody, right? Yes. And Hooper was um, Cheedy from uh, from Good Place. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be perfect in that role. I, I always think. forget the actor's name, and that, that's my that's my bad. But and then. The third, uh, oh, so Allison and I both revealed at the same time, I believe, that we both had McConaughey yeah, as, absolutely. Uh, as, as Quint. And we had different conceptions of what he would have been like. But, like, you know, I don't, they should never remake Jaws. Uh, and that's the, and that's the, that's the thing that, that's really funny to me. This is about recasting. It's hypothetical. The comments. Good Lord. The comments, exactly. People, like, <laughs> thought we worked at Paramount or something. And, like, we were, you know, like, we're going to make this movie, and here's who we're casting. And it's like, you should never remake Jaws. How could you do this? These people are terrible. Or my cousin Vinny, how could you, you know, was the other one that we did. It's like, how yeah. could you do this? And it's like, wow. Yeah, I guess you're right. Don't read the YouTube comments. That's That was a new one for me that I hadn't. Or you know. watch the video on their part. Yeah. Yeah. William Jackson Harper, by the way, is the yes, actor. Yeah. It. But but to your point, like somebody comment, like the top comment was something the equivalent of like, I was five when that came out. I'd prefer you not do this. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is very clearly just a fun, pithy exercise, a, a fun what if. Just the idea, too, that they would, this is how they announce or just like nonchalantly, cavalierly talk right. about recasting a seminal classic that started a whole tradition for the most part of summer blockbusters like nothing is sacred to paramount right like and, that and, is just so funny right and it would be announced by two people who are you know not to and i hope i'm not insulting allison here but like two nobodies basically like we're <laughs> gonna be the ones who are gonna you know it's it's completely ridiculous and but you know that this is this has been something that i've noticed you know and, and other people have probably noticed that and made more eloquent summations of it but you know since everyone's been locked inside you know uh, very generally speaking, you know, for the past however many months, 
people are just looking for reasons to, you know, get mad. And sometimes they'll just flip out and get mad about something that, like you wouldn't have ever expected. And then, you know, somebody on Twitter or something is getting, you know, nationally dragged for something <laughs> or whatever. And it's like, yeah. it's because everyone's just ticked off, you know, and everyone's life sucks right now. Basically, they can't see their family. They can't see their friends. And they're, you know, they're mad at somebody online. I think they're, yeah, they're final. They're trying to find these vessels through which to channel this energy. And that can be, could go both ways. It could be a good thing of like, this person's great. Or it could be, uh, why would you mess with Jaws? Or why would you mess with the sacred tomb known as my cousin Vinny? How dare you? <laughs> Have you no decency? Yeah. It's just funny that that's, that is, in this way, it's a very benign way to channel that energy, but it's still just like, oh, clearly you just saw the headline and just reacted and then moved on to the next 30 things. But on the other one, you did mention, again, one of my favorite actors who is, thankfully he's maybe, he's. I'm assuming he's on an upswing now, but Delroy Lindo is such a good actor and just a guy who makes everything better. And I was just like, man, he needs to be in everything. But I think I think The Five Bloods is going to help him get whatever role he wants, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I take full credit for the, uh, yeah, the, the, the Delroy. Uh, no. The delroy Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was fun because, like, it's true. Like, when I, when I, when I said it, like, you know, it was kind of like, who? You know, like, and I was like, yeah. well, the, you know, I just have a, I have a brain that remembers information, like a character actor and their names and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I think, I think back to, I don't know, Gone in 60 Seconds. He was also in The One. And he's uh, great in Get Shorty Lee. too. He get sure get Shorty. He was in um he played a guy that the, the first client that uh Keanu Reeves uh gets off in Devil's Advocate. He's the guy who like yeah. uh, does the does the uh animal sacrifices. That's right. He's in Congo, Stop Beating My Sesame Cake, classic moment. Uh yeah, so you know, he's a dude that I yeah, I was like, Well this this would be great. Uh he's got that kind of magisterial kind of quality, you know, or can turn it on anyway if he wants to. And yeah, then then Five Bloods came out and it's like, Oh right, this guy's awesome. And it's like, Yeah, I know, man. I've been saying that. <laughs> and I like that, you know, and obviously he worked with Spike Lee before he had a he was really good in Malcolm X in his yes. supporting role. Just so good in that, you know, and it felt like he was actually like given an opportunity to do something more. I mean, he's been great. He's just like, you know, this supporting actor MVP and whatever he does. But it felt like he got time to really just like stretch his legs out a little bit. And then now it feels like, man, Spike really seems to know exactly how to harness him in a great way. And just like, oh, yeah, this guy is a movie star. Like he has this unquantifiable presence that is just it's incredible. He has so much presence. Yeah, there's something about, you know, character actors and actresses that, you know, that, that like, they, they're in small parts or whatever, but they're like, you know, that doesn't mean they're not talented and they couldn't carry something on their own. You know, like I think of, um, I know she wasn't like a lead, but uh, like the example I would pop in my head first is Margot Martindale in uh, season two of Justified, where yeah. she played like the, you know, the mob boss, you know, basically. And, you know, like that's somebody who you would see and stuff and be like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I like that lady, you know, that kind of thing, but not. You wouldn't necessarily, first of all, you wouldn't find her, I don't think, threatening, you know, because that was a new sort of, I think, dimension, at least for me. She was menacing in that. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's cool when you see these kind of working, you know, and and that's why, you know, I like the procedurals, at least the ones that film in New York, you know, had a lot of that. There aren't, I don't think there are as many anymore, but like a Law and Order or like like Good Wife, you know, they they get like these kind of Broadway-y people or people that kind of work on you know, they work on the stage a lot and then they do supporting parts, but then they put them in bigger stuff on this. And it's like, oh, you know, like I think that's like you get to see like, oh, right. Like there's a reason these people are working actors, you know, uh, it's not just Absolutely. like they happen. To, it's not like being cast in a commercial because you look funny or something, you know, which is its own skill to be to be clear. 
but just to be able to to like as a supporting actor you have to do so much more work and so much much less time you know and granted sometimes you're just there to move the plot along or whatever the case may be but it's it's a tough job i can't imagine and to be memorable on top of that to be like you know and this is like an extreme example because he's like an all-time supporting actor if not like bordering on lead with what all he has but like the sam rockwells of the world wherever they are they will steal that scene or like steven root who is wildly memorable and just a damn delight i love him so much yeah i mean he's a dude that kind of disappears into whatever he's into but yeah, I mean, you know, or the guys that are like, you know, classic like heavies that are just like guys who just the, their thing is their look. But then you realize, oh, they're also like really talented, you know, or they yeah. can be funny or what, you know, whatever, depending on. And of course, that makes sense. You know, it, it's not like, you know, people aren't, you know, actors aren't one dimensional, like they're capable, you know, obviously some are more than others. But like, you know, it's not it shouldn't be shocking that someone like that could be funny or whatever. But it's it's it always just feels like a magic trick to me, um, which is, you know, why I. And glad that I have this weird encyclopedic kind of memory for that kind of stuff because I'll spot somebody and be like, oh, that's blank from blank. And then they're in yeah. the thing. It's, you know, my girlfriend is similar, you know, so it's not annoying to her, thankfully, because that would be a problem, I think, especially because we're all we do is watch TV now. Um, we don't really have any other outlets for, for things. So that would that would be an issue. But I would have to learn to, to shut it down. But fortunately, I can I can keep it going. <laughs> well, that's good because, I yeah, I also have a weird facility for that too where it's where it's like because i don't know what it is but when imdb came out i just was glued to that thing and i read all the trivia and all the stuff like that was just a heaven for me to be able to click on somebody's name and then see all the things they were in and then it can be real dangerous because i'm just i can lose hours i feel like clicking on this person oh that leads to that 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 or that but when you're talking about watching like movies and tv right now that you've had a few encounters i guess with going to virtual premieres i know yes what has that experience been like? Because I know it's been two Showtime shows, you know, Moonbase 8 and the Ethan Hawke show, High Flying Bird. No, that's a movie. Good Lord Bird. Yes, Good yeah. Lord Bird. Uh, but then also the the new werewolf movie from... Uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow, yep. Yes. Uh, yeah, what has that been like? You know, they say, and and they've, you know, it's fun. It's It's like, you know... I was just, I don't know how, I still don't know how this happened, but I got on some email list for a PR company. So I get sent these things, you know, and a lot of them are, you know, stuff I wouldn't necessarily be interested in, but some of them, you know, some of them were in-person things, you know, before when that was still a thing, it was kind of starting to, some of the stuff was, you know, movie premieres and stuff, you know, in the city. Like I got to go see the premiere of uh, The Gentleman, which is like the Guy Ritchie one. Um, Oh, yeah. And sometimes the people are at them or sometimes there are other kind of, the kind of people they would invite to those kinds of things. So you'll recognize a face or whatever, and it's kind of fun, but you know, it's like, you know, free booze or free candy or whatever too, which is obviously nice, but it's like a movie I probably would have seen anyway. And I'll bring, you know, a buddy or, or my girlfriend or something, but, uh, yeah, obviously that's not happening right now. And, um, to the extent they you know, that they can justify, I guess, you know, thinking that social media is a way to get stuff out there, you know, yeah, they send out, you know, screeners and, and occasionally they'll, you know, send some kind of swag or whatever, you know, usually like a cocktail kit or something. Cause that's basically all anybody can do now is drink. But, uh, yeah, you know, some of them, so, there are different levels of elaborate, some of them have like a, an actual like you know after party thing where they'll have like um different rooms you can go in so they're basically like they create like a, I'm sure there's some vendor that creates these kind of experiences on on a website where you click on one and it's a guy doing a cocktail mixing thing you click on another one it's somebody doing a DJ set or something you click on a third thing you know and those are that's definitely the higher end stuff um, that's interesting but some of them they'll just you know they'll give you like a link to the thing and then another link to a zoom chat or they'll have like a live zoom chat you know like a q a where like obviously you can't participate or anything but you're just you know you get to watch it and that kind of thing so yeah it's you know it's been good you know it's been cool i haven't seen anything 
that I, you know, felt ambiguous about promoting, which is good. Um, I tend to pick things that I think I'm going to like, cause I'm not, it's not my job to be a movie reviewer or whatever. Yeah. So I'm not going to, uh, I'm not worried about my, you know, objectivity or something, you know, I'm going to pick something if it's interesting to me and then I'm probably, you know, I mean, let's face it, the biggest value anything can have right now is that it passes the time on some level. So, um, the bar yeah. is a little low, but you know, it's good if it's something that's a little bit more indie or something that you, you know, that you want to kind of, you know, bl- it's something that I probably will be blasting out to people anyway, once I saw it, you know, to the extent that, that my, you know, uh, word has any value. I think that's, you know, you try to help if you can. And, and obviously if you get some, if nothing else, just a free, you know, screening of the thing, you know, it's cool. Nice little evening of it. Have something to distract. And I, I know that there hasn't been a ton of, I mean, relative to how it tends to go with movies, uh, new things out. But what are some of the your favorite things, if you have any, that came out this year? Because I know for me, like, I think Shit House is fantastic. I loved it. I thought yes. it was very good. Freaky, I watched recently. I thought that was a lot of fun. I didn't have admittedly high expectations, but I thought it was fun. But um, is there anything in particular that kind of stands out for you? Yeah, those those are both those are both. I would I mean, yeah, the shit house especially. I, I would have said for sure. Or um, I thought it was are, fantastic. I loved yeah. it. I'm really mad actually because the guys like the the lead who directed and wrote it is 22, and it's like, are you fucking? He's 22 now. I, think. I know, I know. So that means he was like younger when he was obviously because the movie probably was shot a year ago or longer. You know, it's like okay, well, you know, thanks. Um, <laughs> really makes me feel like I did a lot with my life. So let me let me let me look at my. Uh, I'll just pull up my letterbox real quick here and just see. I'm looking at stuff that, you know, I guess post post pandemic we'll say just because, you know, this, well, there's not really that much that wasn't, I mean, I watched like 150 movies this year. Um, it looks, or, you know, I don't do like the thing where I like log every rewatch. I'm not like a letterbox psycho, but like I do create like a list of everything I watch in a given year and I log it when I watch it for the first time. So I watched, it looks like 159 movies so far. I watched, and that's not that many. Last year I watched like 200 and that was obviously without a pandemic, but we watched a lot of TV. So that's kind of been yeah. the, the equalizer in terms of the time spent. Well, let me look at TV real quick and see if there's anything that stood out for me. Uh, Ted Lasso, a million people have said that it's, you know, whatever, no matter how jaded you are going into it, I promise you, you will enjoy Ted Lasso. It completely wins you over. The character kind of weirdly operates the same way the show operates where it's like, who is this guy? Come on. And then it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like this. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, uh, what we do in the shadows is, is just one of my was one of my favorite shows. So that was just I mean that was another great season of that. It's incredible, and uh, I would say that you know it's not exactly a unique pick, but I, I uh, Queen's Gambit is pretty great. Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, my girlfriend watched it kind of without she. I guess she just assumed I wouldn't want to watch it. So she was watching it. She works nights usually, so while I'm working, she watches TV. So she kind of watched it without me. I watched like maybe. I don't know, a third of it when I went down to go down and you know, go have lunch or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that, that, that looked like a good one, but I think um, the other big ones for me on TV would be, uh, Oh, great pottery throwdown, which is um, it's on HBO max. I think it's on YouTube too, but that is basically bake off, but with pots. Okay. And there's a, the Paul Hollywood equivalent of like the, the you know, the guy who's like the expert, you know, the, like the, the, the judge, he like bursts into tears like art maybe once an episode over how proud he is of the people. Like it's like, <laughs> so, I love it. and he's this like gruff guy who then will just start crying. It's, it's, it's really, and that's like the equivalent of when you, when they say you get the Paul Hollywood handshake. Um, <laughs> if you make this guy cry, it's like the, it's like the equivalent thing. It's very funny how much it maps onto the same kind of overall, uh, rubric of the show. I love but, that. um, those are my, I guess those are my big TV ones. Let's see. Uh, movies. 
Uh, there is one pre-pandemic that I liked. It's called uh, One Cut of the Dead. It's on Shutter. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a Shutter exclusive. I'm gonna be um, watching that soon, actually, because I, admittedly, I've I know that people are. It's basically that movie where it's like just watch it. So yes. I know of it, obviously, and I don't know a ton of details because I'm just like ah, you know, I'm just gonna watch it blind, go in there cold, and uh, I'm gonna watch that. I might watch that tonight. I'm very excited. I heard nothing but fantastic things. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm just flipping through real fast here. Anything that jumps out. Post-pandemic or inter-pandemic, I should say. I was surprised by how much Bill and Ted 3 really did it for me. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, it was good. We we, we um, My girlfriend hadn't seen either of the first two, so we rewatched them kind of like in the coming night, in the nights leading up to when we watched it. And yeah, it was, it's great. It's like the perfect amount of, you know, comedy that's not mean-spirited and kind of yeah. like has a good, you know, overall kind of vibe. I mean, Ted Lasso, is, I think that's part of why people really latched onto that one too. It's the same kind of deal where it's like, you know, it's just a, it's good vibes, you know, which yeah. I think people are looking for, you know, as good as something like a, a veep or the thick of it, you know, is it's like, that's, those are very um, dark and kind of cynical nihilistic type shows. And that, you know, as much as I love those types of things, maybe that's not what people are really in the mood for as much at the moment. I love the thick of it. It's Yanucci, just anything he does, it's, he's so wildly funny. But I, yeah, I just can't do that right now. I say that, and then one of my favorite movies of this year that has stuck with me a lot is Possessor, which I think yeah, is so good. good. Yeah, we watched that I one. Love that, that movie. Good, that was a good one. I, uh, I was, it was very funny. The opening scene there is at a, is at a uh, Japanese uh, like a sushi place in Toronto, and uh, I was in Toronto in November with like a like a boys trip, you know, yeah. uh, November of last year, 2019, and uh, we actually ate at that place. <laughs> and I was like, huh, wait, is that, and I had to kind of like, cause it has a very, it has a very like memorable kind of like, there's like a sculpture on the ceiling. That's like a fish. I think it's supposed to be like a fish spine, but it kind of, and it was just like, I think that's the, you know, and, and, and it definitely was, which is kind of fun. Um, <laughs> I do know one other, you, uh, one other you saw, and this is one that I saw a couple of days ago was uh wild mountain time. The yeah. John Patrick Shanley movie. First of all, genuinely, I do not know how that movie got made. Yeah. And I don't even mean that as an indictment on the movie itself, but it is so John Patrick Shanley yeah. and of its time of like 20 years ago. And they, you know, it, it's beautiful. They really showed the landscape of Ireland. It's a wild movie. It's wildly entertaining in a very like fascinating to watch. What is this movie type way? Yeah. I, I, we actually watched it last night. Funnily enough. Yeah. Um, it's uh it's yeah, um, I, you know, Christopher Walken plays an Irish guy, and the accent is, um, <laughs> you know, thirty percent there. You know, it's hard <laughs> to even say. He has a monologue at one point, and he kind of does like the scary mob boss thing. He's like, "When you're out there yeah. in the fields, you know," and it's like, "What? Like, what is going?" You know, and again, this is a, it's like, well, it's like it's one of the reviews I read said it's like, um, it makes you. It doesn't take anything away from Moonstruck, but it like makes you wonder like was Moonstruck actually good or not? Because you're like, wait, if this is so similar, how how is that not? Because kind of yeah. the way that the way that Moonstruck is like, um, it's like Italian wearing Italian face. This movie is like wearing Irish face a little bit. Which uh, I mean, Jamie I mean, Jamie Dornan is Irish at least. I I, I think Emily Blunt is British. Um, yes, but uh, it is funny that you say that because it's like. It's not like they are in any way in in any similar cinematic universe outside of like the John Patrick Shanley verse. Yeah, but it does feel like to watch. It feels it, it feels like a spiritual sequel in his movies are so what they are. Like, how does this not make me affect my opinion 
of Moonstruck because it has such this similar vibe, but through a different cultural prism. Right. Yeah. And it does feel like it could have been, it shouldn't have been made more recently than 25 years ago, but um, it also has like a, a twist that like I didn't understand um, and is it's not worth getting into beyond that. But like, that was why we watched it because we were told about that. There's like, you have to see this thing and we were careful enough to not find out what it was. Yeah. It's, it's confounding. And that's all I'll say on that. Apparently it's in the play because it's based on a play. So it's not like it's a spoiler in the sense that like the plot tracks the play, I guess. So if you, if you are aware (laughs) of the play, I guess, you know what we're talking about probably. I just like that he's adapting his own play, which in and of itself might be a problem because, you know, much might be too precious for you to excise anything. But just you're adapting it. You're realizing what works, what doesn't work. And then the ending, which, again, not going to spoil it. But just he's like, well, that has to stay. It's staying in. I know. And it's like it could literally be anything else. And then that I mean, for the most part. And then that's it. Like I saw that and I was just like, what is going on? I did not believe uh, what I was watching. Yeah. Still not sure I do. (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah so that's hey you know it's that kind of movie so if you want to watch that um definitely do that uh it's you know like i said it's fun there, there was one that we watched also we did kind of an ireland night um wolf walkers which is um i want to see that yeah it's the cartoon saloon the people who did um i can't think of the other ones but it's like an it's like an irish animation studio and it's it's beautiful to look at it's a great story um i think it's an apple tv plus exclusive which i guess i have because i bought a phone last year or something i, I definitely don't pay them for that so um but that, yeah that's a good one they did Secret of Kells. Yes, there you go. And Song of the Sea. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple other. The ones you mentioned were good. Shit House and uh, was, I forget the other one. Oh, Freaky was good. Um, speaking of Iannucci, the personal yeah. history of David Copperfield with uh, with Dev Patel was uh, was very good. I liked it. Yeah, and and not Iannucci ish at all. I mean, funny, but not mean at all. Which uh, you know, or I don't know if means the right word, but you know what I mean. It's a you know lighthearted. It was a very like earnest movie. Not that his other stuff isn't or anything, but just to see him do something, it was very interesting because like it's that thing where if you watch it, I'm like, eh. I wouldn't necessarily like know it was an Iannucci movie, but if you told me, I'd be like, oh okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, I liked uh, The Vast of Night, which is like a 50s style, you know, kind of noir-y, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. I thought it, it was a, a really interesting movie. I liked it. Very Spielberg-y light in a yes. really interesting way. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that one is. Maybe Hulu or something. And then, I think um, that's Amazon Prime. Oh, is it Prime? Yeah. What, yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably, I should make a list of what I, like the 10 things I liked, you know, because the thing is I watched I watched a lot of stuff that like didn't come out this year too, probably for some of it for the first time that probably... Um, I should have seen before, so some of some of that will probably be on there too. But um, what else was it? What else came out this year? So the only other thing that I saw that's like not out that I saw at just like a drive-in movie festival here mm-hmm. was uh, I saw Nomadland with Francis McDormand, mm. and it's it's very good. Yeah, yeah. Unsurprisingly, she's incredible in it, and she'll yeah. be up for best actress. It'll be up for all the awards. Sure, uh, I, I'm sure. But it's very good. Um, well, let me think. Uh. Okay, yeah, I'll go, I'll, I mean, aside from, like, yeah, we watched some Ty West stuff, which we hadn't seen, like, Innkeepers and uh, House of the Devil, which I just, for whatever reason, were a blind spot for me, um, even though I love that whole cruise horror stuff. Um, I also like In the Valley of Violence that he did. Yes, that was a good one, too, yeah. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, that was a, that was a real departure, but yeah, I mean, Ethan Hawke as a sort of, like, you know, grungy uh, uh, Western guy is a winning formula, um, for sure, and he was, he was He's great. He's so in, good. In, in a... Magnificent Seven too. He was great as uh, in in that too. He played a similar type guy. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I, I I will say that I I, I liked the uh, the Ben Affleck uh, the way back where he's like the he has like the drinking the problem, drunk basketball, the basketball coach. coach. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's I thought he was good in that. Yeah, I mean, he, I you know I think 
And I like um, Gavin O'Connor a lot. I, 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 not that I like explicitly like, oh, you know, I just happen to have liked a lot of the movies that he's made. Like, I love Warrior. Um, I love that movie. Like, I like Miracle. I feel like Gavin O'Connor has a formula. Yeah. And it, like, for Miracle and Warrior, it works very much for me. And I feel like, though, that Warrior probably, you know, not to knock Kurt Russell, who's great, but he's playing a more, like, subdued role. But Warrior works best because you have, you've got big Tom Hardy energy. Yeah. And he's so good. And, you know, you can't underestimate Joel Egerton, who is such a great actor. And he's, like, one of the best quiet actors in the world. Yeah, yeah. He is so good at that. Definitely. But I love that movie. And also, also Gavin O'Connor, which I always forget, did The Accountant, which I thought was great. So he's, you know, that's one that I would like to see get a sequel, personally. I think they're going to do it. It feels like it. Build out The Accountant-verse. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, you know, so that was that was a good one. You know, that was one of the ones that, like, it was early enough where it was like they just started kind of giving up and, and, and putting stuff out. Like with, like the, the Vin Diesel one that came out, Bloodshot, which was a movie that could have come out in 1999 and was, was extremely fine and, and actually pretty fun. You know, yeah. so that was it was nice. I think I probably have fuzzier feelings about those because they were kind of a uh, almost like a comfort, you know, because we love going to the movies. And it was like something that was taken away, obviously. And, and it was a little bit of a taste of kind of, oh, here's a new thing that just came out to watch. You know, Yeah, like that and First Cow. First Cow. That was a great movie. Uh, we still got we still got to watch that one. We're I think we're saving that one. Yeah. And that was one of the first ones to kind of go by the wayside and that, which I, again, to your point, like I was so numb at that point that I watched them and my memories of them aren't great so i need to revisit well first cow maybe not bloodshot but they're uh you know it's a double-edged sword of getting things in a convenient way and then giving up the theater experience that i like dearly miss and love so that sucks but um i don't want to take up too much of your time but uh is there anything you want to point people toward and you got the podcast before we wrap it up uh yeah i would just say yeah i'm what a time to be alive is the podcast it's me, Kath uh, Barbadoro, Eli Uden. Um, we count down the things each week that make you say the thing. That's the title of podcasts. Mostly uh, local news. Uh, it's so funny. Get, animals getting out and stuff. Well, thank you for saying that. Um, yeah. So, so that that's that's the main thing. Um, I guess Patty Mo on the on the stuff. And uh, you know, yeah. That's uh, stay tuned. I guess I don't know. I'm trying to be more creative in 2021. Try to do a little bit more than just uh, just the podcast, but we'll, we'll see. I don't know what that's going to lead to. I usually in practice, those things don't really work out, but we'll see. Thank you again for doing this. This was so fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, this was a good time. Yeah, wow, we, we got to talking about, uh, yeah, wow, it's okay. That's, yeah. Next, <laughs> bu- uh, jumbo episode. for, for Jumbo. People, I guess. It's a super size, to put it in <laughs> now archaic terms. Uh, but uh, thank you again. This is awesome. And thank you all for listening. Please take care. Wear a mask. Stay safe. Lead with empathy, et cetera. Goodbye. All right. Take care.